Hello, film fans. Welcome to the Film vs. Film podcast. My name is Martin Harries, your host, and I'm joined by the film encyclopedia man, Bowers Dix. We are a couple of filmmakers on occasion, but mainly can't stop yapping about movies. On this podcast, every episode we pick a topic from a film that's coming out at the cinema or on VOD. Myself and Bowers pick our favourite film from that topic, and we battle it out to decide which film will become the greatest film of all time, according to two film geeks from Wiltshire, England. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. Hello, podsters. Yes, that's right. You're listening to a TV special. And of course, we are looking at the latest big, uh, shiny, spanking new Disney Plus show from Marvel. That is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So uh, we'll be having a look at that and i expect we'll do loki and all the other ones coming up as well Mm. and i'll certainly set up an an, a new league table just for that and as always i am joined by the comic book encyclopedia man which he should be known as (laughs) bow as dicks (laughs) (laughs) wrong universe (laughs) (laughs) how are you sir all right uh yeah i'm good i'm good thanks Good, good. Yeah. So, should we go with your pick first, as yours is yeah. earlier on? In Chronologically, the show? yeah. 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 <laughs> these just connect. Sense. This is just one big, big film, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the two of these episodes. Um, yeah, I went with episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, why uh, did you pick this one? <laughs> to be honest, I was only like halfway through the fourth one when you, you said, oh, should we pick? So, I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I okay. think you'd already you'd already picked the fourth one, I think. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll pick the third one." You know. All right. Another thing that kind of made me we'll get into it when we get into it. But when uh, Sharon Carter started doing her thing, I was like, "This is this is pretty cool." Um, All right. Yeah. 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 So what is this episode about, briefly? So um, they. Uh, from the previous episodes, you know, the start of the series, there's this group called the Flag Smashers. They're a sort of freedom-fighting slash terrorist organization of, like, immigrants. It's it's kind of interesting, I think, like, the, the full story of this, how they connect it. They're connecting mm. all these shows to, like, Endgame and stuff. And uh, raising, like, problems that that ending would mm. cause. With the GRC. Yeah, the GRC. trying to do. Yeah. And- so basically, you know, after the snap, immigrants were allowed in any country, you know, refugees and stuff, mm. and have lived there for five years. Then when everything undid, and, you know, the original people are back, they took these people away, you know, put them back into camps. Yeah, you know? It's a really interesting idea, and, you know, obviously they're not happy about that. They don't have a lead on where uh, Carly is, who's head of the Flag Smashers. They decide to break out Zemo out of prison, the bad guy from mm-hmm. Civil War. And uh, team up with very him easily, to try and... I might add. Very Carry. easily, <laughs> very <on. laughs> easily. That that prison is terrible. That's really <laughs> bad. It's like the most half-assed. Like they don't even have to break him out. I don't even know exactly what he did. But, you know, the Winter Soldier, because he was saying how he could break out, and it was mm. just basically get one guy to start fight riot, another basically. guy. Yeah, start a riot. But he did it just by writing a note to one guy of like. That guy's going to kill you over there. It's like, mm. why didn't he do that years ago? <laughs> he had every chance. Yeah. Is, is that his secret plan? Just right. 
Yeah, that guy wants to punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, shit. And I can just walk out the door. Surely you got to have some magnet boots from Face Off or something. Yeah. Oh, you know. It's crazy. Or you remember, like, the prison escape in, like, Iron Man 2, mm. you know? He had, like, a body double and C4 and all that. Yeah, it, it was an underwhelming prison, <laughs> prison escape. Yeah. I do I do like the setup how he was he was you know it was a like what if and mm. and then he he's there with them. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. So yeah, so that's the main plot. They get Zemo's help trying to look for a lead and he um takes them to Madripoor, which is a place that is in the comics, it's a very important location and you know it's its mm. first introduction here. And they find you know more information and like uh, the super soldier serum, you know the new super mm-hmm. soldier serum that's like Smashers have taken where that's located. So yeah, that's basically the episode in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Madripoor there, and I I did like the way it was kind of like the look of it, like how it was all like neon lit, and you know it was kind of had this like smokiness to it of mm. you know just like really dark and just really like interesting, you know, just very mm. different to anywhere we've really seen in in the MCU before. Mm. And did you notice the the Princess Bar reference there? No, which one? Uh, apparently, in the comics, like Wolverine hung out there. Yeah, and he wanted yeah. to lay low. Yeah, he's got like an alternate identity, which is very oh, okay. much associated when he wants to get information in Madripoor called Patch or something. Oh, okay. Like he, wears, <laughs> he wears an eye eye patch. It's really stupid and pretends to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and he talks to the underworld. Yeah. Talks to the underworld. Oh, right. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, the yeah. the criminals and stuff. If he wants yeah. to find out stuff, I thought you meant hell there for a second. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure he had that ability with his nose before. <laughs> but yeah, I just calm down, fans. That this is not, you know, a way of introducing the X Men or no. anything. It's just no, a random reference. Up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Exactly. It's just it's basically um, uh, yeah, just expanding the universe a bit and adding because I mean they could have used I suppose a real city or a real location, but it's good to. Drawing yeah. from, you know, more of the source material. And, like, Bucky taking out a load of goons in Madripoor look, looked really cool and brutal. But, I mean, because it was so dark, some of the shots didn't land particularly great for me because of, mm. like, the dark lighting. I wasn't geor- geographically not following it amazingly in some mm. shots. But I like the fact that the Winter Soldier music motif came back. You know, that... Yeah. Purr- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, when it comes yeah. to like the you know the, the quality, yeah. Well, no, I was just even saying the camera work and the action, the cinematography okay. of of the show, the lighting. I'm not sure. I think that that's one of the things that's like holding it back for me. It's not. I, it doesn't have to be bright and rich and colourful, but there is a kind of, I don't know, sort of dull, muted look to it. Yeah, do you know what I mean. And yeah, I think it would have helped uh, in Madripoor if it was like a lot more richer and vibrant. I think the way I can sort of describe it is, do you remember like Black Panther when they went to Korea? Yeah, yeah oh, they were yeah. in like South mm-hmm. Korea. I mean, that was dark. That was nighttime. But it was a lot more, you know, colourful. It was a lot more <laughs> colourful, exactly. Everything was more colourful. Like this, yeah. the cinematography in this series is quite dark and it's quite, mm. uh, the colours are quite muted. Yeah. So you go to a dark place, you're like, ah, I can't really see much. So. Mm. That would be a huge criticism on my part from like the cinematography of the yeah, series. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Certainly in that fight in particular. Yeah. yeah. And when they're like escaping as well, I would mm. I would imagine that's probably why no one could shoot anything when they're <laughs> when they're <laughs> running away. I'm like, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, 
uh, when they get to all like the dock area with all the uh, shipping containers, I love as you mentioned briefly, Sharon Carter's fight scene was really cool because I liked it because it stayed consistent to how like the Russo brothers directed their like fisticuff action in mm. Winter Soldier and Civil War. I just like that appreciation of consistency there. Yeah, definitely. For me. I wasn't expecting her to kick so much ass. It's like yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, it was really well done. They're, they're talking to the scientist Nagel, and that's interspliced with, you know, people going around the shipping containers trying to yeah. get to them. They've got no idea. And Sharon Carter, uh, who I think she should be called like Jesse Bourne or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's like yeah, she's like the twin sister of James Bourne. She's just coming out of nowhere, just cha cha, mm. snapping necks and shit. I just feel like oh, there's great. three guys like interrogating Nagel in this lab i'm like seriously one of you can hear what the hell's going on yeah. surely one, one of, of you, you can help her out <laughs> exactly one of you keep lookout you don't need all these people you know yeah. you've got two superheroes and one supervillain. just mm. one of you just look outside i mean she didn't exactly need much help but <laughs> they were just like yeah she's got it it's fine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> even though they've never seen her fight before but no, exactly <laughs> yeah she's just a normal person but yeah mm. she kicked a lot of ass but yeah. one action scene i didn't particularly liked and it kind of annoyed me was when zemo does his action bit when he puts his purple mask on because mm. because he he was established as like a thinker and a strategist you know yeah and combat was never his thing and yeah. put him putting the mask on just seemed a bit pointless i don't really get that it just yeah it I, looked cool but yeah. that was it you know yeah it's just very superficial exactly i I do think it's kind of superficial it's like trying to connect i suppose the character from the comics like as you know a yeah uh captain america villain and you know he's very colorful colorful mask and all that with the character from civil war and if he had been established a bit more as being like that because he's not really like that in civil war you know Mm. he's more like a spy you know yeah and yeah intelligence is his superpower yeah you know not an action guy. Yeah. But I mean, I did like the shot of the flames like in the foreground. That looked quite good, yeah. to be fair. Have you got a favourite shot then in this episode? No, actually when he shot the scientist, that was pretty cool. At the same oh, time, right. at the same time, like the uh, missile hit the container and like, oh, okay. them around. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. It's just got to have an explosion there somewhere. Yeah, you got to have an explosion. <laughs> Explosions are great. Just going like, to kick things into high gear. My favourite shot was the reveal of Florence Kasumba as AO. Looked really cool as the camera, like, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Bucky, you know, goes from. Uh, yeah, empty street, then. Right to left, then yeah. right, left to right. That was quite cool, that bit, to reveal her, you know. That was good. I creeping like up on him. I like that, yeah. Yeah, it took me a while, actually. I was just like, why are the Wakandans here? I mm. don't get it. And they're like, oh, yeah, because they, you know, yeah, Zemo killed, killed King yeah. T'Chaka. Yeah. So I was a bit slow on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think this this gets like I, I do like the MCU, but like the more expansive it gets, you've got to just like try to remember, especially when they try to All the films. Yeah, exactly. And this this one, it it really does try and work. Like the pre, the previous stuff mm. is really important, yeah. and so yeah, if you if you kind of don't have a memory for it, it's like yeah, you're going to be mm. a bit lost. Because I feel like Disney and Marvel are trying to introduce more Wakanda stuff in everything they're doing now, especially if it's based on Earth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which I like because it's one of the best places to be in the MCU on Earth, anyway. So mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. So score for me for directing, I'll go like seven point seven. How about you, sir? 
Uh, I would go maybe maybe like a seven. All right, screenplay then. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. It's interesting how this episode starts with like the GRC advert at the at the very beginning, you know, of the the global rep- repatriation council. Mm. It feels very like cheesy and yeah. <laughs> propaganda like and yeah. just you know, very calming and and nice, you know, yeah. just this irritating niceness, if yeah. you will. And uh, and then straight to new Captain America raiding um you know yeah, the the, the slums yeah <laughs> well looking pissed but he's also raiding the uh the refugee camps that the that are owned In by Germany, the GRC yeah. yeah so like you know they're not that great <laughs> and you know nobody no. likes uh the GRC or Captain America well Captain America I call him now what you call him what Captain America Captain America okay that's cool <laughs> See, he is a bit shit to be yeah. fair <laughs> he, he's okay <laughs> He does look like he's in cosplay, to be honest. Like, really cheap <laughs> cosplay. I, I mean, I don't mind the suit. I'll get to it in the next one about his suit. But I liked how, like, Bucky is talking to Sam about breaking Zemo out, like, out of the prison, hypothetically, you know, and then it's intercut with Zemo actually breaking out. And, like, mm. Sam says, I don't like how casual you're being about this. It's unnatural. And where the hell are we, man? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, quite a funny line there and it's just so obvious that you know that this intercuts of um zemo breaking out is real there's no way this is fake yeah <laughs> so it just seemed completely obvious that it's real and also like zemo's a baron now i'm like well that didn't seem to come across that he's like really rich in civil war so. no it's not again it's not really mentioned again i think this is kind of a retcon it, it is a retcon yeah and i think it's as i said before to get him uh wearing a ma- a costume at some point in the episode and you know he's a baron he's rich and he can fight i think it's it's again trying to get like i think a more comic comic accurate one but it's like by a screenwriter who i suppose isn't really with the one that was in civil war because he's just not yeah. like that in civil war do you get what i kind of mean it's like yeah yeah it's like okay, I'll try and make him more accurate to the comics, but that's not really how he's. And also, it feels like they're making him rich just for storytelling purposes yeah. as well, just to make the storytelling easier. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he's got a private jet, he's got a yeah. butler. They can travel to places really quickly. Yeah, yeah. They can just get to he's uh, got Madripoor like that. Yeah, he's know. got criminal connections and stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, this this can be seen as like uh, being a con- a complete revamp of the character and. I'm not sure maybe this is kind of like the confusing thing about like the MCU because of the interconnectivity of it um is a mm. good thing but it can also be kind of bad if a screenwriter has established uh something as fact in an earlier thing and especially this you need to know about mm. like civil war and endgame and everything to actually understand this plot yeah. but some of the characters I, well I spe- you know 
basically exclusively Baron Zemo. They're written differently, yeah? Mm. I think it's just, you know, they want to make it more comic accurate, yet you're kind of tied to this, you know, how mm. he's established. I mean, I haven't rewatched Civil War in a while, so I don't fully know what the differences are, but it did feel jarring, you know, yeah. watching him in this episode, especially. Yeah. But I did like the big black coat. That was quite nice. That was like cool. It's pretty sexy. <laughs> yeah, I want to buy that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, sex with him in that coat. No, I'm it's too too far. He's a handsome man, though. Um, and also his his dancing. I wish that was longer. Yeah, I wish that there's was only longer. like one shot. There's one shot. Yeah. I saw so many memes of that. I was expecting <laughs> yeah. at least a ten minute dance, but it's one shot of just him. Mm. You know, none of you yeah. have a camera, so you can't see what I'm doing. But you, you know. I look exactly yeah. like the GIF. All right. Yes, yeah. I, I can attest to that. <laughs> it's not. It's really bad. <laughs> I mean, I like the scene uh, where they meet like Selby in Madripoor, and like uh, Sam's phone rings, and he's made to put it on speaker, and then it's yeah. Sarah. You know, that was quite tense that bit, but it's kind of funny at the same time when Sarah says, "Cash, what did I tell you about those Cheerios?" Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. that was just like, uh, who's Sam? And then it all kicks off. Yeah. You know, that uh, that scene was quite was quite good. I, th- I feel like the banter is probably the best in this episode. There's yeah, quite no, a lot I, of funny lines. Yeah, I think they are having fun, especially, you know, what was it? I like I like where he's like, he's <laughs> complaining about his character. It's like, why the hell am I dressed <laughs> like a pimp? He's like, you're not dressed like it's a, a- pimp. Yeah. I'm the only one that looks like a pimp. That's my favorite line. Actually. Yeah, that made uh, me I laugh. think that's a good one. Yeah. And like... What does he say? I can't run in these heels. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like, that. Where the hell? Why are you wearing come? heels? Yeah, that, that, uh, that confused me. I mean, me. you didn't strut into the magic before. I was going to say that actually is my favourite line. Like, where, what in earth is he talking about? When was he wearing heels? Uh, you know, maybe that's a thing nobody notices about the Winter Soldier. He's got like high heels on or something. No, no. This uh, it was um, Anthony Mackie, you know, the no, Falcon. Who said that? No, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you it wasn't. I, I literally, was. I rewatched it before we did this. This is the Winter Soldier that said, "I can't run in these heels." Really? Yes. I don't. Okay, you can watch it after. I bet you. I, bet I mean, you. a pimp is more likely to run in heels, dude. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I literally just watched it before we did this. All right. To like re re. Okay. I, you know, if you're willing to bet money, that's cool. No, no, <laughs> that's cool. Because you know, I got no money to lose. You carry on. The Falcon did it. <laughs> Falcon said it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I like the bit when they when they first talk into Zemo, and then and he says, "If I may, no." Yeah, at the same time, apologies. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they were talking about uh, Sharon's uh, quarters because she's now like a a big criminal in uh, you know with connections in Madripoor, and so they're asking her. So. Mm. And like her hideout is like so ostentatious and like statues and paintings and everything. Oh, what does he say? He's like, you've got a, is it a Van Gogh or something like that? Yeah. He's like, no, you've got a fake one. He's like, no, she's got the real one. Half of the ones in um, mm. museums and stuff, they're all uh, in art galleries. Half of them are fake, you know, real stuff's here. It's like, what? And he Googles <laughs> like, it. Yeah, yeah, he Googles it. Google it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to Google that yet. That does sound surprising if it's true. When they're in the shootout, Sam says, well, shouts to Sharon, you like living here? (laughs) 
And then when they, you know, when they come out of the container, you know, Bucky's like, oh, follow my lead, you know, <laughs> and then they go the wrong way. Yeah. And they, and it ends by uh, Sam saying, it's in every action movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's quite cool. Have you got a favorite line then? I look like, I don't know, I look like a pimp. <laughs> that's <funny. laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. the funniest one. I, think. I thought it was also, um, uh, I, you know, it was a funny moment where uh, he's pretending to be the tiger or whatever, silent tiger or whatever. Smiling tiger. Smiling yeah. tiger. <laughs> he doesn't smile. Who happens to look He's... exactly like Sam Wilson. Yeah, he <laughs> looks exactly like him. I think it's like a, an unresolved plot, like his evil twin brother he didn't know about or something. <laughs> but he doesn't smile. He's not a very good, very good at getting into character. Uh, but I like where he's like, the barman knows him. He's like, you, would you like your favorite drink? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Just nods. This guy like opens up a snake and then so pours brilliant. it into yeah, pours it into a drink. And he's like, "I love these." Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and he looks like in every moment he just looks like he's gonna throw up. Yeah. Bucky, you know, it's like don't you dare fucking throw up on me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's you know. All right, uh, score then for screenplay. I think banter-wise, it's definitely the best one for me. I mean... I think Zemo all... has a lot of good banter as well. Yeah, he Although does. We're talking about... Um, yeah, I think that's pretty good. But like, yeah. certainly Zemo's character is very different from Civil War, and it just mm. feels a bit jarring to me and a bit of a slight retcon. Yeah. Which is no bad thing if you if you're coming into this cold but i don't think you would come into this cold yeah anyway. it's again it's one of these so, things if you come into this cold somebody has to either explain it to right, you yeah. or you have to have watched them and if you watch them you will understand that um the characterization yeah. is completely different you know so i would say there is some a little bit of lazy writing in there in those terms so i'd go like 6.8 how about you sir i'll go for another 7 right acting then i think the only Bit that we haven't covered already in acting is the moment when, like near the start, where a German like spits oh. on Car- on Captain America's face, <laughs> and then John Walker shouts at him saying, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah. You know, and you do get that real sense that this guy is really unhinged and he could go nuts on someone at any time. And obviously, later on in the series, he does. Mm. Um, certainly, that little tease there that this guy is under not yeah. in full control. <laughs> yeah. Even without the serum. Yeah, no, I thought that was great. Yeah, I mean, uh, what do you what do you reckon about White Russell as John Walker? I think he's show? doing actually a good job. Like, I think he gets across an overconfidence as he's playing it. You you can tell he's sort of putting it on, which I think is good. You know, if you can act like your, you know, your character's acting when he's, do you know what I mean? He's not confident enough. I think you get that from John Walker. He's like. Just this is inadequacy in him. He's got this huge responsibility to be the next Captain America. Seems like he's trying to play that part, mm. but he's just trying. Like you know, he knows he's falling short of it. He knows he can't really mm. live up to that. Um, I think you do get that in like in his performance. He's like overcompensating. To be honest, like uh, you know, uh, Sam and uh, Bucky, they don't like him very much because you know, because obviously Steve um, gave Sam the shield. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of that. It's just the fact, uh, you know, it's the main fact, like. That was bequeathed to Sam, and now yeah. just some random guy has got it. But I do feel kind of sympathetic for the character. Like, he is well trained. He's been yeah. given this enormous responsibility. He has a, a great friend of his, you know, that's trying mm. to support him in this. And he's going against superhumans, even though he is. Doesn't have the serum. Not superhuman. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, especially uh, yeah. When we get onto the next episode, yeah. I thought uh, yeah. I thought the next episode characterizes him really well. Like mm. amps that up to eleven. Just the way he can act. I mean, have you read the comics of John Walker? Not really. I kind of know of him by doing some research, even before the show. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I've not really read much Captain America, or been very interested in Captain America as a character. Oh, okay. Um so it's not yeah so his kind of rogues gallery and stuff is not something I've I've really been that keen on. Um I uh, do I do know he becomes uh, John Walker becomes a villain called US agent. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Mm. He's like uh an evil Captain America. My favorite performance in this episode I'm going to get I'm going to give it to um Anthony Mackie. I think he has the funniest lines and mm. just that that performance when he's just trying to drink that snake drink was just hilarious and hmm. yeah it was really cool <laughs> yeah how about you i think uh it's gonna be controversial because we've oh, shat right. on him for a bit but i'm probably gonna give it to zemo the guy that plays zemo i don't daniel brawl yeah okay yeah I, I don't know i just kind of even though as we've kind of already beaten with a dead horse like uh writing wise he doesn't come across the same mm. I think yeah, act, yeah. acting, he's he's having fun, you know, yeah, and definitely. you can get that from him. He's having fun. And, you know, he's only doing this because, I mean, it, he does say it. Obviously, he hates mm. super people, but it's just the fact that you can see it disgusts him. You know, yeah. it absolutely disgusts him, all these superheroes and supervillains and what have you. You could tell he was going to shoot that guy yeah. straight in the face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really weren't keeping an eye on him at all. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. And we'll talk more about his secret weapon in the next episode as well. I, I hope they don't go full, like, it's, it's one of the things I was saying with uh, Baron Zemo. So I don't really like Captain America, but I did some research, and his villains are very weird, and Baron Zemo in the comics is very strange. They were kind of pushing him more comic accurate than Civil War. I liked Civil War where he's just he was a lot more muted, and he was just like a really smart, you know, Batman, yeah, yeah. basically. In the comics, like, he has a strange mask, and, like, he uses glue. You know, it's, it's fucking weird. If he starts glue. breaking out the glue, like in the comics, his mask is stuck to his face via glue, ah, and he uses glue. Weird. He uses glue gadget. It's, glue guns. It's, yeah, it's stupid. So, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's, he must he's, be good he's, at arts and crafts. Really. Yeah, he's just a terrible character. So I hope I hope they don't go full full into him. I hope not. Yeah, this is this is kind of a taste of what like of of the fantastical, but yeah. So I'm going to go a solid eight for acting. What are you going to go Sweet. for? Um, yeah, I think that's quite fair. Maybe I'll go eight point blah. eight point two eight point blah. eight point four. Blah. Blah. <laughs> eight point two. Yeah. All right. Let's add up the scores then for episode three: the Power Broker. Power Broker gets forty-four point seven. Not brilliant. <laughs> Compared to like the Mandalorian episodes, oh, well, and yeah, One Division, <laughs> yeah, it was just in another league, really. Right, my episode then is episode four. I mean, I actually just rewatched episode five actually because I thought it, it did leave me a little bit cold. I was I was a bit annoyed with it, but rewatching it, I was like, yeah, it it it, it hit home a little bit, and it's the emotions got to me a little bit more. I don't know why. It I think. What I was expecting in episode five was just a more faster paced episode of yeah. just, you know, what are they going to do with Walker? Yeah. The flag smashers accelerating what they're going to do. And it's just uh, everything coming together a little bit more. Mm. 
maybe it's just I'm stuck in the, this mold of like how Game of Thrones do things. We're in their penultimate episode. I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but oh god, yeah, they, who hasn't? <laughs> yeah, I mean there are some people, but well, <laughs> not yeah. us. No. Uh, I, I think not everybody's watched Game but of yeah, Thrones. Do you know what I mean? Where the the penultimate episodes in Game of Thrones, it's that's the big action episode, you know, where yeah. everything goes crazy, and then the last one is is something like episode five in this. Mm-hmm. So I was it just took me by surprise that they were just going for this very much settled down, fixing a boat montage and having a mm-hmm. lot of dialogue between mm-hmm. each other, which I kind of wanted in the first episode yeah. and episode two. Yeah. I, I just wasn't expecting it. But I yeah. did like it on the second watch. But I ultimately went for episode four, The Whole World is Watching, because mm-hmm. this this one's pretty action-packed. Yeah. You know? um, I, I, think, like I think for like episode five, I, I didn't mind the wrap-up, but I do kind of agree with you. It's like I think it's because it leaves a cliffhanger at the end of this episode where you know mm. some serious action is going to go down. And the culmination of that in, at the beginning of episode five is great. I think that's the problem. It kicks it off into high gear. It's like yeah. it happens at the beginning of episode five, and then everything calms down. I don't mm-hmm. think it should have done that. You know, I think no. everything should have concluded in this episode, and then the last episode yeah. should have been wrap up. I think. I think you're right. Like episode five feels like a drag, and when the hell is something going to happen? Because I think yeah. you have this high expectation. Like this episode mm-hmm. leaves you like, ah, oh, I can't wait to see the next one. You yeah. know, it's, there's going to be so much action in it. I just feel like episode five is just in the wrong place. Yeah. If, if you know well, what I mean. You know, I, I would say, you know, I'm not sure about that. I just think the, maybe can I just spoil, the fight with Walker, yeah? Yeah. Should have happened at the, maybe at the end of this episode, yeah? You know? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. And then everything calms down at the fifth uh, episode, yeah? Mm-hmm. Instead, it leads up to, there is going to be a huge fight with John Walker, Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of this episode, that happens at the beginning of episode five, and then it just calms down. Like this, the, yeah. you know, the fight takes five minutes, and then it calms down. Yeah, or at the mm-hmm. very least, the fight should happen at the end of episode five, so there's something for you to look forward to. I think episode five gets your heart racing at the beginning, and then it kind of everything. You know, it, it's more noticeable which, it, when yeah. it's wrapped. Which up, very much know? follows the pattern in these in all these episodes. It's, they all have like really strong beginnings. Like you, in episode one, you have that incredible fight scene. Mm. Uh, with the Falcon, with all those helicopters. Yeah, yeah, you know? that was great. Yeah. And then, you know, you have this, this fight in episode five. You know, they're all really, I can't remember them all right mm. now, but they're all really strong openings, you know? Yeah. So what happens in episode four? Um, episode four, AO gives Bucky some more time, like eight hours or something, so that they, they can do what they want to do with Zemo, and then at the end of that, they're going to bring him in. They find a lead of where... Carly is, and they try and talk to her in more peaceful terms, like to talk her down out of it because she's obviously killing a lot of innocent people. And then uh, John Walker and Hoskins are hot on their tail as well, and they meet them, and it all goes kind of wrong. And Hoskins ends up being killed, and there's also a uh, a really cool fight scene with the Dora Milaje as well, and it all all kind of kicks off really hmm. in this episode to put it bluntly so are there any like directional moments for you Boaz that you quite liked 
Let's talk about the Dora Milaje yeah, fight because I really love this moment, yeah. this whole fight scene. It was really great, you know, with Captain America trying to fight the Dora Milaje and Bucky and Sam just watching them at the beginning, just saying like, "Yeah, you got this, John." Should we do something? Yeah, yeah. looking strong, John. <laughs> yeah, you know, really patronizing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the Dora Milaje just kicking their ass, and and you know, like walker like touching ao on the shoulder you know he's done something really stupid there <laughs> you mm. know and i saw a lot of memes of that you're like yeah as soon as he did that you knew he was going to get his ass kicked yeah. <laughs> and i love the f- the way it ends with like ao unlocking bucky's arm i did not expect that at all mm. that looked really epic and then one of them cool. like doing the shield flip thing like catching it on yeah. her arm it was kind of interesting though when they like when AO tells her to leave it on the floor, like leave it, and then they try and find Zemo. But I'm like, that's technically yours. You can yeah. take that. You know, yeah. this shield has been made by stolen vibranium. Yeah. <laughs> you have every right to take it if you want. You know. Yeah. yeah no, that was quite interesting. And they could have done. Nobody would have been able to stop them. I mean, there's one point in this film that kind of took me out of it. In this episode that took me out of it a little bit is the directional choice when Zemo finds all the vials, it's like she shot Carly and injured her and mm. he, he sees all the vials and he's stamping on all of them. Mm. Then they do this thing where where it's kind of like from above through glass and he's just like stamping on glass. And for me, stuff like that and when like blood hits the camera lens, it just takes me out of it. Mm. It just kind of annoys me. I'm just like, well, you're... Zemo is just stamping on glass right now. He's not stamping on the ground. You mm. know, it just doesn't... Oh, what, look, see-through look floors right. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just okay. didn't look right to me, but yeah, yeah. those type of things just bother me. Yeah, fair Do they enough. bother you? Or? Uh, yeah, it is kind of unrealistic. Actually, I think my best, like, through through the floor, but it looks like glass moment was in... Even though it doesn't make sense, really, that kind of shot, was in Dread. I thought that was All that right. was great. You know where she, you know, he throws her like from the building. I don't the no, <laughs> but when she hits the ground, instead of her All hitting right. the ground, it's from the ground up. Oh, okay. You know that was cool. But yeah, it's it is a shot that doesn't really make much mm. sense. But I think the shot that that makes this episode stand out more than anything is that is the very last one mm. where you've got Walker with a bloody shield as he's basically brutally murdered one of the flag smashers. Mm. It's just a really striking image, and you you never associate this type of image with captain america at all Mm. and it's just like wow that's you know not something i would ever imagine to see yeah i like the uh you know from the bottom up looking at him yeah slightly low angle yeah low angle with the bloodstained shield that was really good also like uh when he was confronting bucky about you know they were leaving sam to you know talk some sense into her you know they won't go guns blazing and walker's just really impatient and he manages to get Sam to, you know, think of, oh, come on, you know, you're going to let your partner fucking die like yeah. that? Yeah. I like that. I like that scene. Mm. Uh, even how it was shot, I like that. You know, I thought it was really Okay. Cool. Yeah. Directing score, what are you going for? There's a lot of cool action in this episode. I, I think mm. one of my gripes was that there were so many individual action scenes rather than, like, darted around. I don't know. You know, we'll, okay. we'll go into script writing, but, you know... On a purely technical note, they were amazing. You know, they were amazingly shot. I think, you know, a lot of the best action scenes of this series just packed into one episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quite a lot of fight scenes. It's almost like a mini movie, so it was pretty good. I'm going to give this 7.4. 
maybe? Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid, to be fair. And mm. a lot of the action, you know, that Dora Milaje fight was just so cool. And yeah. I think in general, you know, the moment when Walker just goes a bit nuts and just, like, dives through the window and lands mm. on the car, that was pretty epic. Mm. And just like, oh, shit, he, he's going to do something crazy in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I like where he uh, where he's, like, talking. It's a kind of reserve bit where he's just talking to a, uh, his friend Battlestar or whatever. He's Hoskins, like, yeah, Hoskins. Yeah, and he's like, would you take it? You know, the, I like that whole scene. There's the next fight scene, and, you know, ah, he's fighting that flag smasher and just bends the pole around his hands. Yeah. Yeah, you're and like, Sam's like, what have you done? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. You knew shit was going to hit the fan there. Yeah. So I'm going to go like 7.8. All right. Screenplay then. What are your thoughts on the screenplay in this one? Yeah, I think it was, it was pretty solid. Uh, it's probably, I think, one of my favorite. You know, action-wise in in yeah. the series, I think my only problem with it is, I think at the height of the episode was when they barge in on Carly, yeah, yeah. and a fight scene starts, and Zemo is actually trying to kill her, you know, yeah, and Walker's getting invited. Just everything's gone to hell. Up to then, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, there was all these action scenes and all this, and I was like, I'm totally invested in this, yeah. and I think what kind of I don't know what the word is, is like deflates you, kind of, you know, gets rid of all that excitement, uh, was the fact that it kind of really just slowed down uh, almost mm-hmm. to a halt after that, where it's like, you know, he's destroyed the vials, John has got a vial, yeah. all of this stuff is going on, and she goes off to recuperate, and then it just, it's like they're in their hotel room and everything. I just felt like, why aren't they carrying on? Why aren't they trying to keep finding it? <laughs> why, why is everything yeah. like stopped? And then it restarts again when, you know, she phoned, uh, she phoned Sam's. Yeah, more prepared. He's got his Falcon yeah. suit on. <laughs> yeah, more prepared. It, uh, was that the only reason that you had this? I don't know. It, it, I mean, it did feel a little flimsy when, because obviously she threatens um, Sarah, Sam's mm. sister, and she's just trying to meet him, Sam, again, just to see if Sam would join her. But I'm just like, mm. that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. He's already said to you, you've killed innocent people. Like, there's just no way mm. he's, he's going to join you. So it did feel a bit flimsy and just another opportunity to just have a fight, you know. Yeah. But rather than actually um, try and commence some more of their other plans that they want to do, you know, mm. and try and take down the GRC. But I liked actually a lot of the moments with Zemo in this episode with the concepts of like, what does it actually mean to be a super soldier today, you know, in this world post Steve Rogers, you know? And I like the line where he says, the desire to become a superhuman can not be separated by supremacists' ideals. Anyone with that serum is inherently on that path. She will not stop. She will, she will escalate until you kill her or she kills you. You know, I like the questions this episode proposes and about how a super soldier serum changes you as a person and whether you have a divine mm. right to change things through force because you have power. And the only one that's never been corrupted by it morally is Steve Rogers. You know, and will the world get another Steve Rogers or not? You know, it's it's up to Sam to figure that out whether he wants it or not, you know? Mm. So I, I kind of like that that concept in this in this episode so what do you think about oh, what, how, his philosophy of it you know the discussion yeah so i yeah. i personally think his philosophy is bullshit uh it doesn't scan with me at all okay the way i see it is if you look at the plot of age of ultron which is like where again you have to go back and forth through the timeline 
yeah, how yeah. his family died, <laughs> it makes sense in that context, yeah. And then, um, mm-hmm. and then what they were doing in Civil War was kind of like saying, oh, that could happen quite a lot because it happened in Civil War at the beginning as well. You know, the fact is they escalate mm-hmm. many fights into huge fights, and in the case of Age of Ultron and the destruction of Sokovia, you know, the existence of the Avengers and and Iron Man trying to save the world, he created Ultron, and this. Led to, you know, a huge fight which, you know, destroyed a city. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it scans personally. I, I think it's it's a very common trope if you really like your your superhero media of uh, are the heroes just as bad. I think it's it's really interesting route to go go on. I don't think it scans in my mm-hmm. personal point of view. Like well, no. because Why is that? a lot of the problems that they encounter would have existed had they actually not taken up the tights, yeah? Or got superpowers. And then had they failed, okay. well, the result would have been even more horrendous ha- uh, had they not actually got involved, yeah? Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think it really that, scans, yeah. in my personal opinion. I mean, if, if you're going to say that, then, you know, no. should we even have cops? Should we even have a military? You know, it, it, to me, it just it seems a bit ridiculous. <laughs> you know? Going very deep there. <laughs> you know, it's going to lead to some escalation. I think what, the, what Zemo is trying to say, well, in, uh, at this point in the mcu timeline after steve rogers in a time past beyond endgame do we need another captain mm. america that's the question that that's being posed in this whole series you know should someone else carry the shield or should the shield yeah. be destroyed yeah well they talk about that a lot you know um they talk about the the history of the super soldier program and people trying to get super soldiers and and america and and what have you in the history after captain america and it's kind of interesting, you know, getting into sort of race politics and stuff. That's the other question, obviously. Should the next Captain America yeah. be a black man? So that's that's what, you know, Sam has to grapple mm-hmm. with as well. Like, how is he going to approach this? Because Steve yeah. chose him. And obviously at the start of this series, he said, no, I, it's, yeah. I can't do it. And this whole thing, I think he, he, we kind of needed a little bit more anyway in this series about the progression of Sam, like, choosing to take up the mm-hmm. shield again. But it's, it, it does throw up interesting questions of, like, should you take the serum yeah. or not and be the, the new Captain America in a world so divided after the blip, mm. you know? Anyway, uh, moving on. I do have some issues with the yeah. script in this episode, even though it is my choice. I think that kind of goes for a lot of the episodes in this series. Uh, you'll find something with the yeah. pacing where you go, <laughs> why did that happen? Or a line and you're like, why was that said? Yeah. I mean, one issue I have is, like, when Sam Bucky and Zemo arrive in, like, the uh, GRC camp where Carly is and her gang, like, people run away from Sam and Bucky and they don't want to be around them. But, and yet, a creepy guy with a big black coat singing Bar Bar Black Sheep (laughs) approaches a load of kids. You're like, yeah, sure, I'll take some Turkish Delight. Turkish Delight's awesome. Man, I'll do do anything for Turkish Delight. You never had Turkish Delight? (laughs) Yeah, but from a creepy guy in a <laughs> yeah. massive coat singing blah blah back sheep, <laughs> acting, acting really creepy, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, to each his own. <laughs> I mean, that must be some amazing oh, yeah. Turkish delight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that suitcase is basically full of <laughs> Turkish delight. I mean, it can't be yeah. anything else. <laughs> yeah, that would be no, it's a, I mean, it's a good point. But one thing I loved, though, one thing I loved in the script was the fact that. Sam recognizes the wi- the the weird head tilt things that we've mentioned many times yeah. on this podcast. I, I was like, "Yep, 
Sam Wilson is now my favorite Avenger just because he re- recognizes the head tilt thing yeah. is fucking weird. <laughs> and it always brings up <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> Because like Bucky like tries to threaten Zemo. Oh yeah, because he he knows where um, Carly is because he got it from the little kids. They've told him, but he's not going to divulge that. No, and he says he's just t- trying to extort you and do that stupid head yeah. tilt thing. <laughs> I love that. And then like if you notice, like Walker does the same thing. He does the head tilt thing just before he picks up the serum after he takes mm. out Zemo. You know, he does the same thing. I'm just like, yep, that guy's the real villain, dude. He does the head tilt thing. Yeah, villain's head tilt. <laughs> or anti-hero if you're Roshak, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned briefly that you, you really liked the Walker and Hoskins discussion of whether they should mm. take the serum or not. For me, I didn't like it so much because I just feel like, well, he's taken the bottle anyway, put it in his pocket, and it's been teased several other times that he really wants the serum. I'm not sure you needed that added scene. I don't know. It just it just slowed things down a bit because you just you know that yeah. he's going to take it. It's just a question of when, not if. And th- and that scene was just saying, should I take it or not? But you you just know yeah. he's going to do it. You know. Yeah, but you could tell he was hesitating. It's not just like oh he's going to do it. It was like he's giving it serious consideration. You know, will it make me worse? You know, will it make me better? Mm. Do I need it? You know, what about the other guys that have taken it? Some are bad, some are good. And yeah, and it, yeah, I suppose I just kind of liked it that it was a little more human. It's, it's I don't think Walker, mm. even I though he so. is uh, kind of being set up as the villain, is like a terrible person. He's not a terrible mm. person. He's a guy who's trying to fill some incredibly big shoes. And you could tell, yeah. as I said before, I do like the performance of the guy that does him. Wyatt Russell. As he kind of exuberates like an overconfidence and, and a sort of, you know, a, but a kind of vulnerability of like, you know, can, can I do this? You know, am I good enough to do this? Yeah. 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 And I just kind of like that. Sprinkle that throughout. I thought that was all right. You know, to me, I don't hate him as a character. I'm, I, I'm kind of a bit sympathetic mm. with him. It's like, you know, yeah, you're not really as good as Captain America. Is that your fault, though? You know, it just feels like you know the burden was always going to be way too heavy on him, whether he had the serum or not. Yeah, I do kind of agree that when he actually grabbed the serum, you know, it's very clear from a storytelling point of view he's going to take it. Maybe that scene would have been better. I did like that the fact that he at least discussed it, um, and also just kind of the different conclusion that he has to Sam. Uh, you know, Zemo asks yeah. him, "Would you ever take it?" It's like, no, hell no. You know, I'm good. It's like I'm good enough as it is. Yeah, he didn't hesitate. I'm good enough as is. And you know, with John, he's like, you know, he's really, really considering it. He just, yeah. Maybe if it was like from a prior episode when they were just discussing it. So, have you got a favorite line in this episode? Oh, actually, maybe even just the line from John Walker. They weren't even super soldiers. That was pretty good. My favorite line is from Ao, (laughs) and she says. The Dormelage have jurisdiction wherever the Dormelage find themselves yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty epic. Yeah, they're doing a Disney Plus um, Wakanda mm. series as well. I'm very much looking forward to that whenever that happens. Probably not for a mm. long time yet. Right, score then, Boaz, for acting. For screenplay, rather, shit. <laughs> uh, screenplay, 7. Point, uh, 7.5. Yeah, I'll go 7.3, I think. All right, acting then. <laughs> the opening of this episode's really strong, as we've said in all the episodes, but this one's very different. 
were in Wakanda like six years ago. And Florence Kasumba, who plays Ayo, says the Winter Soldier words and, um, you know, to try and see if they're, whether they've wiped their mind of, of the trigger words to activate the Winter Soldier. And Sebastian Stan is incredible. Um, he gets incredibly emotional in this scene in a, in a way that we've never really seen before. And you see flashbacks of him as the Winter Soldier and he br- completely breaks down. And then at the end, he kind of like smiles with relief to to Florence and she says, you're free, you know, several times. It's just a really strong, like emotional mm. episode for Bucky. Um, yeah, I really so, like that bit. Yeah. yeah, that was some quality acting. That was really, yeah, that was quite powerful. Yeah, I want more of her. <laughs> want more. <laughs> She's so cool. Yeah, she was um, really cool. But certainly one character that wanted more, certainly in terms of 50 cuffs, was Wyatt Russell's Trapped in America. You know, in that scene where, like, Bucky is, like, holding him off a bit and letting, trying to let Sam talk to Carly Mm. and talk her down, you know, from doing what she's doing, you know, you could just sense right from the off, Wyatt Russell's just really itching to get into a fight with Carly. And he he needs to punch (laughs) things now. (laughs) And I find it interesting, actually, talking about his costume that he's almost always wearing the helmet you know and it makes him look quite dorky especially like the the chin strap whereas steve rogers captain america didn't really have a chin strap i don't think and he and rogers kind of was wearing the helmet less and less as he went through his captain america i also also think it doesn't fit him that well do you know what i mean uh but um it's it looks a little spacious like you know it's not really for his yeah. I think that could be a, like a thematic nod to the character. The helmet doesn't fit him. Like, yeah. really, you know, he doesn't fit this role, you know. I, I'm not so sure it, it doesn't It doesn't look like it fits him. It just doesn't mm. look right, you know. It, the, the jaw just doesn't yeah, yeah, go, yeah. you know. His casting of Wyatt Russell is very purposeful to just make this character just not mm. feel right as Captain America for mm. us, you know, watching it. And there's another great moment from White Russell, actually, after Hoskins is killed by Carly. Um, you get this blink and you'll miss it. You get this, re- I think it's a side profile view of, of White Russell, where you get this little head wobble where he's just, just losing himself a little mm-hmm. bit in rage um, just before he just goes nuts and goes through the window. It's just a really um, interesting moment there from White Russell of just this first moment of just like what the fuck have they done to my partner? What do you think about the actress who plays Carly Morgenthau? Morgenthau. There you go. Played by Erin Kelly. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Like, I think she has... I don't know. I'm going to say, like, a little underwhelmed. I do find her character a little bit irritating because I'm not... You never really establish what her endgame is. You don't really know what they're trying to do, you know? And it's just like... I know they're trying to, like... Disrupt the G- GRC, and then we only really get a little glimpse of what their big plan is at the end of episode mm. five. So, yeah, there is that. I don't know. It's just to me, she doesn't. You know, I don't really want to crap on a you know a young actress and what have you, but she just doesn't seem in charge. She doesn't seem like the leader of this organization. Mm. I, you know, I'm just I. I she, does she seem too young? She acts too young. <laughs> yeah. You can be you can be okay. quite young. You can be her age and have pr- uh, like presence. I don't think she kind of has that to be honest. Yeah, with you. 
I, yeah. I think I would agree, but I think there is one moment where she's quite good, where she's threatening yeah, Sarah on the phone. I think she delivers those yeah. moments quite well. But I mean, as you said, like in a lot of the other scenes, I'm not particularly interested in her performance. There's nothing no. particularly special, and it's all kind yeah, of one yeah. note. But in that scene with Sarah on the phone, it's, yeah. it's quite sinister and delivered really well. You don't really want to like say bad things about um, an up and coming. Actually, I think it's prob. I think this part is probably a bit too much for her. Really, I don't want to get you know all this. I think I think some of the main characters really do kind of just outshine her. You know, even if they're next to her, they're just much mm. better than she is. Like I don't really care for no, that I mean, character. Like yeah. what she's doing. I don't know. I to me, I don't think it's necessarily the script. I think it's the performance of the script. It's like even her um her brother okay. figure that gets like. Is the one that gets his fucking head caved in. To put it mildly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when he's talking to her and they're talking about, you know, if what they're doing is right, I was like, yeah, this guy, I can sort of see what he's talking about, yeah? I could feel it, you know? Yeah. But I just can't feel it coming from her, do you know what I mean? Maybe he should have been, like, uh, in charge. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, 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 ju- I just don't feel it really from this actress, to be honest. Harsh, but fair. It is quite harsh. <laughs> My favourite performance in this episode is uh, Wyatt Russell as Captain America, definitely. Oh yeah, no, I, I'll 100% yeah. agree. This is a great episode for the character, to be honest with me. And I think, uh, for me, I think the character is actually quite nuanced, and through most of the series, he's just kind of uh, a jerk. Like, so much happens with him, script-wise, his growth, and then the actor really going for that. It's like... There's him trying to do the right thing. There's him just trying to ah, I just I just need to get in a fight. You know, he's very impatient. It's not really critical thinking. Yeah. To him just being inadequate. To him trying to you know find uh, a purpose. Yeah. You know, take charge. To just terrible misery and anger. You know, he goes through quite a bit. I feel like I I wanted more of John Walker's character development up until yeah. this point, rather than the flag yeah. smashers. You know, because you, d- you don't really see him much. Well, you don't see him at all in mm. the first episode. I mean, he gets very little to do in mm. episode three. I wanted more from that yeah. character, really. Maybe, maybe just a few extra mm. episodes. I know there was a lot of problems behind the scenes because of the yeah. coronavirus. And I think even, like, the main plot of this show, apparently, was supposed... Which is just rumours, by the way, that they were going to go down, like, a, a virus route mm. in the plot. And obviously that wouldn't wouldn't have gone down well at all. So there's a lot of changes. So I think you have to appreciate that. So score then, Boaz, what are you going for for acting? Uh, I think to me that my two standout performances are um, the guy that plays John Walker and uh, Winter Soldier, you know, Bucky. To me, they're my favorite performances. No, yep. Yeah. No names, <laughs> no Boaz. Names Just characters. Strictly characters. <laughs> yeah. Score? You know, I'm just going back to the Carly thing. It does kind of bother me because she is very important to the series. This episode is heavily about her, yet I don't quite feel the acting from from the actress. I just don't think she's Mm. in the same league as her uh, contemporaries, which is a shame. You know, you've got this this show and you're you're meant to be the villain. Huge Huge show. And I just don't think it comes off across enough, you know? Yeah, I think I agree with you. So I don't know how much I should subtract, you know, from her, you know, from those okay. great performances and her, where she's just kind of okay, you know. I think maybe if she wasn't in it, I would give her, give it like maybe you know an eight point, I don't know seven or something like that. So with her in it today, yeah, I'll give <laughs> shut up. 
You always take forever counting the scores. Don't today Do me. I? Christ. I'll go 7.7. 7. Okay. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I really like White Russell. I think he's a, a tremendous actor. You know, Cut Russell's son. Oh, Jake Christ. Central. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I didn't know. You didn't know that? No. I learned so um, many things on this, uh, on this show. Yeah, so I'll go solid eight, I think. You know, and again, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are are really solid in this one as well, especially Mackie. I would Although say. you know, you were saying you, right. you would like have had more development from John Walker. Maybe it's it's fine that he didn't get much and just like contempt for the character. This episode, I I do think, really fleshes him out. I do feel kind of you know a bit more sympathy for him. He's yeah. like a sympathetic villain. But I guess like that, that's what they're trying to do with Carly Morgenthau. Yeah. As well, they're trying to make her out as a sympathetic yeah. character as well. I just don't think it fits having like two of oh, those yeah. those characters in one show. One of the problems, and I do kind of agree with this. I was watching some other person's opinion. Is who exactly is the villain here? Like the proper villain? It like this yeah. show doesn't feel like it actually has one. It's got a morally ambiguous Carly who they just want to help. They don't want to kill or destroy, and a morally ambiguous Captain America. And even kind of a morally ambiguous Zemo, you know, he's helping them. He's not even the villain yet. Choose a villain, guys. Choose a villain. <laughs> I'm saying you, you could maybe say the bad guy is the GR, GRC, C. but you, you haven't seen a spokesman for them or anybody in charge. It's just like the senator who's had like yeah. two lines. So you don't even know who the hell is running <laughs> that, that thing. They're off in the background. So it's going to be strange right. if they do like show who's the one pulling the strings at the very last yeah. episode. Was they're going to have to, you know. Are you going to care? Right, let's add up the scores then for episode four. The whole world is watching. And the score is 45.7. So it wins by a whole rounded point over the Power Broker who got 44.7. Talking of the Power Broker, we'll go into predictions now for what we think will happen in the final episode. One question that's always been niggling at me. Who is the Power Broker? And is it... Yeah, Sharon Carter. It Do does reckon? seem like it's going that route, you know, because uh, she, you know, she helps Carly get an assassin. Yeah, she's clearly talking yeah, to someone yeah. in French. Yeah, from so Algeria and that's or whatever. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's that's because she's uh, Carly's like we're getting an assassin. But why though? Is he just just doing yeah, it for the this, money? This person is going to kill um, Sam and and Bucky. You know, that's what. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not exactly sure what's going on, really. I think one thing's for sure is certainly that that suitcase ain't going to be filled with Turkish delight. It's going to be, you know, a, a Falcon Captain yeah. America suit for 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 Sam yeah, Wilson yeah, for sure. I don't think there's any yeah. doubt about that. I don't think Bucky will get like a revamp mm. suit or anything. But obviously, we see Captain America building, creating a new shield with his uh, medals on it, welding his mm. medals on it. So that so certainly they're going to lock horns in the mm. final one. I mean, do you reckon John Walker is going to bite the dust? Is he going to no, die? I don't think he's going to die, no. No? Are we going to see Zemo again, do you reckon? I don't think we're going to see Zemo again, no. Another question, then. Do you think we're going to get a series two? Yeah, I think so. You reckon? With all these other Disney Plus shows coming? I just don't get... Uh... I'm not so sure. I think the story will continue with, like, maybe the new Avengers or with Sam leading it as Captain America. Okay, yeah. Yeah, probably. I just, I just don't see how you can wrap mm. up all of this. It does really seem like it started in one episode, 
This feels like it yeah. needed to be longer. As you said, I think briefly at the start, this certainly feels like a six-hour yeah. film rather than like a must-watch TV show every week like yeah. WandaVision was. And obviously there has been some criticism that, you know, Disney haven't dropped this all mm. in one go. Um, it made sense with WandaVision, I mm. guess, a little bit. I mean, they dropped the first two with WandaVision, but because every episode was trying to be a different TV sitcom mm. every week, pretty much, this one is just a straight yeah. thriller, you know. And also, so. you know, basically the whole thing just kind of happens at once. There's not like a divide between, yeah. oh, this is what's going to happen you know, on the next adventure or on the next day or whatever. So what am I thinking is going to happen? Probably the villain might be... Because here's the thing. I'm thinking the last villain is either going to be the the GRC or it's going to be, like, the power broker. Because they're holding them hostage at the moment, aren't they? They are holding them hostage. and But it's one of these things. These are two characters, whoever the hell's in charge of the GRC, which is kind of a faceless organization, to the power broker. You haven't seen them. Maybe it would make sense with... Uh, I don't know. Could Sharon Carter be the villain? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of confused. I reckon she could be. And also, who's this Val person that that contacted John? Oh know? yeah, Do yeah. Do you know who that character is in the comics? Or? Never heard of her before uh, at all. I'd have to do some research on that. Maybe oh, okay. actually, maybe she works for the Power Broker, and maybe yeah. they've now got John. I think it would make more sense if you had to wrap this up that. This nameless, you know, or whatever, the, the power broker, whoever the hell that is, is the villain somehow behind yeah. most of this. They're kind of behind the flag oh, smashers, yeah. giving them the serum, and really wanting it back. Like, you know, they're like threatening them yeah. constantly, but they don't have it. I think we need death in this yeah. episode as well, in this final one. <laughs> I mean, Carly could die. John could die. I'm not... Yeah, I think I probably... Yeah, going to be with you a bit more that John, I think, probably will survive and we might see him again, like a villain yeah. Avengers, I don't know, but with this Val person. I think they might they might beat Seven yeah. Shades of Shit out of him and like have him arrested. It's very difficult to call, isn't it? Yeah. So With Carly, I don't see her dying, I don't know. Yeah, Batroc is going to die. <laughs> I mean, I mean he, I th- he should have died yeah. in like Captain America 2, like, uh, or even the beginning of this series. Like, yeah, he's going to die. He's going to die. Maybe he's behind it all. You've got to have somebody, <laughs> you know, that we've actually... Because here's the thing. Yeah. You've got all these, like, the power broker, you don't know who the hell that is. And you've got uh, the GRC, uh, you're not sure exactly what its its deal is. It, you know, there could be something more shady and sinister going on. These are the two, mm. like, they're very important to the plot, but they're kind of just a bit removed from what's going on. But if yeah. they kind of introduce, ah, oh, the power broker is Scooby villain time, take off the mask, and it's just some guy, <laughs> I, who's going to give a fuck? They won't yeah? do that. So it's got to be somebody. They it's won't gonna do be that. Some, I mean, it has to be It's got to be Sharon. It's got to be Sharon, because, I mean, who the hell else has been introduced in this bloody series? I mean, it's definitely not Zemo. No, it can't be. It could be this Val person. Yeah, but that's not really much of a reveal. She just jumps out of the... It's got to be Sharon. (laughs) So our predictions are Sharon's going to be the power broker. For reasons I have no idea. It can only be for money and just hating our I would say she's got to be the ultimate villain of the series, because you can't, one, have a reveal and then have, like, an ultimate villain... Who's, uh, it's a bit too much. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction. Yeah. It's gonna say she's gonna be the power broker and she's gonna be the villain of the last episode, and they're gonna uh, yeah. kick her ass or whatever. Batroc's gonna die. I think Carly's gonna die, and I think John will go sent to be sent to prison. 
and be broken yeah. out maybe in i think maybe john's going to get sent to prison and either he's going to be some future he's going to come out and be some future villain yeah or um they've been talking about this thunder thunderbolts movie which is kind of like a suicide squad so oh, i was right. thinking yeah. you could be like with a, l- a lot of these series that are ending if they keep the villain alive and just have General Ross being like, have you heard of the Thunderbolts initiative? Like, just have a kind of re- reverse <laughs> Avengers recruitment. Yeah. All right. I think that's what I would do. Just have I'm him have sure. him live and then have General Ross recruit him. And I think certainly what this show, I think, will need to finish on is like, what is the world going to see Sam Wilson as Captain America? What is the reception mm. going to be for him? I think they do need to re- address that yeah. in this series. Oh, oh, oh no, that's not going to happen. That that was a really stupid theory. I was gonna go maybe the villain, maybe okay. the power broker is Isaiah Bradley, and then I thought, no, nah, that's 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 no. that's a shit idea. That <laughs> that's is ridiculous. a ridiculous idea. <laughs> yeah. If they do that, they should be shot. That doesn't make any sense. Yep. Um, although he does no. hate the US, I suppose they mistreated him. Mm. Could work. It would come out of left field. Nah, this is... it would be a surprise. Maybe. Yeah. There's got to be Sharon, be but Sharon. it would be some, yeah. a hell of a surprise if it was some old guy. Yeah. No. All right. No we'll way. see. If it happens, I'm not saying yeah. it will happen. I'm getting no a point for that. that. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm getting a point for that. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And if it happens... You reckon it could happen now, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually... I thought it was stupid, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm convincing myself of it now. I haven't heard anybody suggest it. <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's just ridiculous. Okay, we'll think about it. That's it for this episode. Cheers, Boaz, for joining me once again. And we'll, it will be really interesting to find out what happens. All right. See ya. Bye. 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 <laughs> I missed the part, but that's my problem. <laughs> that's it for this week's pod. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to find out more about the podcast or suggest future topics for us to discuss related to upcoming releases, let us know on Instagram at Film vs. Film Podcast and on Twitter at FVF underscore podcast. Remember, please subscribe. Pod signing off. Thank you.